Hey, this is Ryan Stanley, and if you really want to learn how to level up your life, you should be listening to the Time to Shine Today podcast with my good friend, Scott Ferguson. Time to Shine Today podcast squad. This is Scott Ferguson, and it is episode 134 with my good buddy, Ryan Stanley. Ryan's a rockin' musician. He's got a fantastic pro, uh, coaching program. Um, he's going to remind you that entrepreneurship is an art form. Um, that thoughts are things and choose wisely. And without giving away too much more of the interview, I really need you to sit back, relax, break out a notebook, and take some notes. Because when I went through this interview with him, I have two pages of notes, and so should you. So without further ado, here's my really good friend, Ryan Stanley. Hey, 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 time to shine today, Varsity Squad. It is Scott Ferguson. And I've got kind of a really good friend now. His name's Ryan Stanley. And he is a person that, an entrepreneur, he's going to help you level up. He's helped thousands of other people level up. And again, I mentioned he is a lifelong entrepreneur who is known for impressively, his impressively natural ability to connect with, understand, and empower those who are willing to make significant changes in their personal and professional lives. Notice that he says willing to. You know, he yeah. wants people to be there, be mindful as he takes them on. We're going to dig into that as well. He is certified through the Institute for Professional Excellence, the IPEC, which is fantastic. And he did that in 2009. He has changed the lives of hundreds of clients from all walks of life. And also he's an author, published author of his book, Be Patient, Be Present, Be Joyful. Uh, the link will be in the show notes uh, with, to the link to, to purchase his book. But I'm also going to do a giveaway, which we'll talk about at the end when Ryan talks a little bit about his book. And Ryan, welcome to the squad. If you could introduce yourself, but first, what's your favorite color and why? Uh, first, I would say my, my favorite color is a happy middle, somewhere between blue and purple. Blue, purple, why? all right. I don't really know for sure. It's just something that I think at, a, at an early age just kind of stuck out to me. And I, I wish I had a better answer than just for the- No, the man, it's regal. It's royal, bro. That's yeah, awesome. Maybe that's it. That's it I, I love it when I see it. And Ryan's my Jersey guy up there, man. It's fantastic. I love what I do because I get to talk to people. You know, earlier I was on with someone from Australia, and I got my Jersey East Coast guy here. I love it. I love it. I love it. So Ryan, let's, get the, let's get the origins, man, of where you were as an entrepreneur and how you really kind of maybe segued that into really wanting to service and help people through coaching. Yeah, happily. And again, first of all, uh, just let me just share a little bit of gratitude, Scott. Thank you for having oh, me. Oh, man. Really. Thanks, Ryan. All, all we can appreciate being here. Appreciate it. Um, so yeah, man, I mean, I've always been a little bit of a, of a lifelong entrepreneur, to be honest with you. My father was an entrepreneur, sometimes for better, for worse type of a scenario. <laughs> right. <laughs> some long years, some mean years, but um, I think at a very early age, I just had the understanding that it was a possibility. And that's kind of what was an option always to, to start your own thing and create your own thing. And so my first entrepreneurial endeavor, I think, was when I was uh, maybe 18, I got involved with a, a multi-level marketing direct sales organization. And I, you know, through that, I started reading uh, Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. Yeah. And that obviously you know, helped me level up a little bit. Uh, I, I'm, I'm what I call a little bit of an ADD entrepreneur. I'm always okay. working on something. I see entrepreneurialism as a, an art form. Uh, I think when you look at artists, you look at musicians, you look at sculptors, painters, whatever, there are people who are able to start with nothing and have a, an image or something in their mind that they want to create and make the time to put it out there and create it for the world to see. And entrepreneurs are no different. Sure. Uh, they, they are people who make time to create something that will ideally create service of some sort to the world and, and get paid for it, right? 
but it starts off with an idea. You know, that's interesting that you said that, brother, because artists, like, I I suffer from this uh, myself. Artists, like, even Van Gogh, there is, like, 72, like, paintings or canvases that he never finished, right? I mean, like, legitly. I mean, he didn't live a long life, but he never finished. And being an ADD entrepreneur, which I am, too, I'm a great starter. I'm a great initiator. Do you ever have problems being, and admittedly so, being an ADD entrepreneur, finishing to where you have to bring on somebody else to help you with the finish or do you see it all the way through? Just curious. Yeah. Great question. I think it's a combination of both. I, I do see it through, but I think the benefit of bringing in other people to help uh, focus specific areas, depending on what the project is, depending on what the business is, is certainly helpful. Okay. So some of my projects kind of to answer your question, when I say both, some of my projects, it's not that they're, they're, I give up on them or stop spending time on them as much as they take longer than they probably could have because of my <laughs> distractibility. Right, uh, right. And then so sometimes it's just about bringing somebody in to delegate. You know, we, we touched on that before the actual show, show started, but delegate some of, some of the efforts that need to get done, Beautiful. which in itself is, is, is a lesson uh, in entrepreneurship. In itself, the delegation yeah. part. So let's get into the story of when you started, you know, segueing into coaching. Yeah, happily. Uh, so 2008, I, was, I had an artist management company. I was working with bands. I used to manage a bunch of bands. Wow. And uh, loved it. I, I'm a huge fan of live fish music fan. in general. Yes, big fish nerd, <laughs> super fish nerd. Uh, seen them over a hundred times, but just wow. in general, love live music. Love being around the energy of live music. Love watching people improvise. One of the things I love most about life is the ability to be here now and improvise with life. And right. so musicians right. that are able to do that are, um, I'm, I'm naturally a fan of. So I was working with musicians, and what I loved most about it was. The empowerment was the was helping these often young people recognize that there are opportunities that they can set big goals. Um, it's interesting, you know, we talked about entrepreneurship being a form of art, but a lot of people don't realize that musicians are actually entrepreneurs, right? Absolutely. They don't take right. the time to think about that, but they are creative entrepreneurs. They're creating a, a product that they want to sell to the masses uh, for income. And so, I, being a lifelong entrepreneur, loved approaching these these young artists and musicians from a space of entrepreneurship and kind of helping them see what their options and what their goals were. Uh, I didn't necessarily like dealing with shady club owners and I didn't, if I was working with a band and, and half the members didn't want to show up to practice on time or whatever, that there were aspects that turned more into babysitting than it was really about working together as a team and a couple other things that I didn't love about it. And I'm a firm believer that you can love your job and you can love every aspect of your life if you, if you choose to and, and remind yourself of what that looks like every day. So in October of 2008, I, I think it came up three times in the same month. Somebody mentioned the, the term coaching. And I was like, you know what? That is what I do. That's what I love. That's who I am. Um, I didn't know it necessarily, but that's definitely aligns with, with who I am and how I want to, to serve. Mm-hmm. And so I started doing some research. And you know, as you mentioned, I enrolled in IPEC in 2009 um, and still worked with musicians. I was able to get rid of all the things I didn't like about working as, a, an, as an artist manager and keep all the things that I did love as well as learn a lot about myself along the way. So, I mean, next to parenthood, coaching is the most fulfilling thing I've ever done. I will absolutely do it on some level for the rest of my life. They are both places where you are teaching and learning at the same time consistently. And uh, yeah, I absolutely love it. Do you, do you still uh, coach musicians? I do. Yeah, I, okay. through, I don't just work with musicians. The no, first no. part of my career worked specifically with musicians, first five okay. or six years. Uh, I then was asked to become the first ever internal coach for IPEC. So I coached their staff, everyone from entry level to CEOs to the C-suite I was coaching. And so that was able to kind of, I was able to kind of spread my wings a little bit in in the diversity and types that I was able to in in coaching. Right. 
And so since then, I've coached doctors, I've coached authors, I've coached, you know, people in all walks of life. Um, but yeah, I, I certainly still work with musicians. That, that's kind of where I started, and I have a lot of referrals in that space as well. Gotcha. You, you hear that, Squat? He started out where he was niched in, where he was comfortable, and then inch by inch, it's essentially kept growing, growing, growing his business. Now he's handling, you know, multi-million dollar earners. That's fantastic, man. Thanks for sharing that, Ryan. Um, real quick, you know, what do you think makes a great coach? Yeah, of course. Me often, I think what I think what makes the best coach are people who are truly able to hold the client's agenda at all times. Um, I mean, obviously, there's some basic stuff that comes to mind from anybody who might assume it's like listening is good, uh, reflecting is good. You know, that that type of the ability to be present with people it certainly makes a big difference. But in the grand scheme of things, a coach what 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 makes a coaching relationship powerful in general is their ability to hold your agenda. A lot of the time we have friends, we have family, we have other people who love us. Um, and if we're looking for guidance, they have their own agenda, which is sometimes that they love us. Sure, but it sure. also is based on their fears and their background and their limiting beliefs and things that hold them back. They are going to be presenting to us because wow. of their agenda is they love us and, and quote unquote, don't want us to get hurt based on their life experience. I've never heard that hold the agenda. I've yeah. never heard that. That's fantastic. So you're actually putting their needs. and I'm doing that in air quotes, people, if you're listening, you know, yeah. their needs first you know, to be able to work around them to help them still level up their lives, right? Yeah. And by doing that, you know, because so if a client comes to me and I'm working with them, two things. One, I don't have their fears. I don't have their blocks. I don't have their limiting beliefs. I'm focused exactly on what they said they want to accomplish. Love and that, that is their agenda, right? That's awesome. So if I hold that up, sometimes, and for new coaches out there, we might even say, it's like, am I asking the right questions? Am I being a good coach? You know what? That is my agenda, believe it or not. Like if right. I'm sitting there spending any time during my conversation, focused on that stuff, I am not present with the client. Um, the other point that comes up is sometimes the, the human nature in us wants to ask questions that are more serving of our agenda, like just curiosity or, or um, even a, in a sense from human nature, nosiness. But if we can avoid all of that and truly stick to what the client's outcome wants, you know, what, what the client wants their outcome to be and focus on that at all times, Sometimes you don't ask questions that have nothing to do with the outcome and it helps you love stay that. focused and it helps people move forward. I love that. So if I'm out at a networking event, which in South Florida, we're allowed to do a little bit down here, press some flesh, yeah. meet some people, you know, what is, what am I listening for someone to say um, that would make them a great referral contact or connection for you, Ryan? Um, you know what? And you, and you kind of touched on it. And by the way, thank you for asking that question. Um, you touched on it at the beginning. I think people who are, willing to take some some steps make willing to take daily action physical mental spiritual emotional action who are ready to live a different life or ready to change the trajectory of their life and are you know able to recognize that they haven't been able to do it on their own it doesn't make them a bad person everybody's exactly who they should be for every single second of life they've lived up until this moment um your past does not equal your future but sometimes it'll leak your present and so if you want to shift that and you're looking for somebody to help you guide you to ask you questions you hadn't thought to ask yourself somebody who spent a lot of time focused on mindset um, and has changed lives. And, and I'm your guy. <laughs> Beautiful. No, I love that. I love your confidence. I love that you put it that way too, that they are, they need to be ready in a sense, they, you know, to take action mentally, physically, spiritually, et cetera. So when you're bringing someone on, if you don't mind sharing some of your secret sauce, you're bringing someone on, whether discovery or you've taken them, you know, on as a client, what is some of your secret sauce to helping them find their blind spots? First is um, recognizing two things, uh, fear and judgment, right? So typically, most people's blind spots come from fear. 
And first off, well, I'll, I'll caveat this, not even caveat, I, I will also say that fear is a liar, just as kind of a point before I Absolutely. forget this. Really, really important for people to recognize. But a majority of people's blocks and limiting beliefs come from fear of what others think, right? So in some capacity, you're worried what someone else somewhere else thinks. And so I'm afraid to step outside my comfort zone because I might be then, which leads to part B judgment. I might be, I, I'll be judged as good or bad. Right. And so when we are at any point concerned about what someone else thinks, it, hold, it keeps us in a box and keeps us from really being our true self and, and reaching right. our greatest levels. You know, that, that's so, fantastic that you, you know, say that. That, 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 that. That's something I resonate. I did a whole podcast on, you know, I was taught by my mentors to live in the duality of life where one, as long as you're not hurting someone or, yeah. or judging them or demeaning them, don't give a shit what anyone yeah. thinks about you at oh. all. As long as you're not hurting anybody. And then that also comes with the duality of serve the most people as you can. That's how, you know, I coach my clients, you know, yep. and I think that's how I love that you, the blind spot that the fear, you know, can lead to judgment of themselves. That's fantastic. That's, that's one of the best answers I've ever freaking had of that. So yeah. is there any good, when you're, when you're bringing somebody in, we'll go back kind of the discovery period. Is there any good, how's I say this, any good questions that you wish they would ask you, but never do? Uh, I don't know. That, that's a great question. I, I think everybody's journey is so unique. So I can't say that anything comes to mind to answer your question. There's any question they, they ask me because the, the cool thing about being a coach is it's really never ever about me. Right. Uh, in any sense, I literally have you know been working as a coach for 10 years and the amount of times I've had anybody ask me about anything about myself, uh, I mean, literally is one hand I could ask. And it's typically in that case, it's typically after our calls or even after our coaching <laughs> relationship ends and we become friends, right. then we talk a little bit. Um, so really most people, I think it's, what's important for them to ask themselves these questions. Am sure. I ready to change? Am I willing to step up? Do I recognize that I have the ability to be whoever I, it is that I want to be? Love that. Um, there's, there's a lot Love of powerful it. questions in general. That can I'd be asking about your fails, man. Send me somewhere you failed forward and be like, how did you get over it? And how are you going to help me? That's just something that, you know, I have coaches and I ask them even now. <laughs> and I've had one for five years to yeah. be like, dude, tell me about that one again. You know, right. but Hey, so let's, Let's get in our DeLorean with Marty McFly. You know who that is, right? Back to the future. Let's go back to the 22-year-old Ryan Stanley. What kind of yeah. knowledge nuggets are you dropping on Ryan with the experience that you have now to maybe help him yeah. shorten his learning curve or level up quicker? Sure. So the identity of 22-year-old Ryan was um, somebody who drank a lot, not necessarily <laughs> in an abusive space, but and it wasn't like seven days a week, but... You know, Thursday through Sunday, like I was partying quite a bit. Um, I was certainly, I identified as someone who felt like I needed to be the life of the party or I needed to have other people's approval or to, to like me as a person. Like that's, that's what got me going. Like that's wow. who I wanted to be. I was, I was always a bit of an entrepreneur, so I like building businesses. But really at the end of the day, most of my focuses was around being on other people so I could feel their love in some capacity. It's almost like what you just talked about with people's blind spots, right? It's like the totally. fear and judgment, right? That's cool. Yeah. So, you, so what would you tell them? I would say spend less time on that and for, more focused on exactly who you want to be for the rest of your life. Um, and that can change and it's okay that it changes. But really, if you make more time choosing to be present, choosing to create something that will serve others uh, and work hard towards you know, that, that type of an outcome, um, I promise you in the end, it'll, it'll be worth it. You'll get there sooner than later. Love that. Love it. And Ryan, we talk a little bit here, a lot of bit about the dash. 
um, that little line that's in between your incarnation date and your expiration date, you know, how do you want your dash remembered? How do you, maybe your epitaph or your legacy statement? Yeah. Um, and it's, you know, we, we touched on my book, but that was part of the reason that I wrote that is really is as a piece of a legacy. I think I want to be known as somebody who lived on purpose every day and inspired others to do the same. Um, was, uh, you know, like I said, my most important thing in my life is, is being a father. And that's in the sense that I want to be remembered as somebody that guided their children to be that as well. Um, and love to it. live on purpose. I love it. It's a total go-giver uh, mentality. And you have two boys, I think I read on the I website. Yep, yep, nine okay. and six. Nine and six. The handful? Enough to keep me busy. Yeah. I <laughs> <laughs> love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. So what are three things that Ryan can't live without? Uh, oxygen, sunlight, and gravity. Okay. Very good. Hey, I'll take that. That's that's fine. I'll add uh, chicken you know, wings in there, though. Right. I maybe so. a little bit of bacon. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, I say that intentionally, and I, I don't want to um, distract too much, but really just the, the concept of those. I do, do think about those three things often, like daily. Like the sense that when I wake up every single morning, there's oxygen, there's sunlight, there's gravity, just so that I can exist. That's gratitude, baby. But, Right. And when I recognize that and I recognize that today is a gift, every single day is a gift, no matter whether it's a global pandemic or not, like life right. is happening for me. I my you know, my consciousness is here today uh, with sunlight, gravity and oxygen so that I can exist. What am I going to do with it? So not Love only can, not, can I not live without those things, but I cannot live without the awareness of those things. I know it, it sounds obvious, but really, when you no. make the time to think about it, it brings you to the present and gives you the opportunity to. Really it's a miracle that we're able to exist like we are. Take advantage of that, you know, and help yeah. as many people out as you can to realize that as well. So, Ryan, what's what's one thing you know for sure? One thing I know for sure is that your thoughts are things, and uh, if you that if you recognize you combine that with the fact that life is happening for you, and you choose your thoughts wisely, they will uh, lead you to where exactly whoever is you want to be. Love it, love that, love it, love it. So. What would be your de- definition of a life well lived? A life well lived is someone who decides who they want to be or, and is open to that changing and growing. It doesn't have, you don't have to decide right away, depending on where you're your age, where you are in your life, where your relationships are, um, but decide who you want to be, take action on it every single day, and simultaneously being the light you want to see in the world. Love it. Love it. That's beautiful. So as we wind things down just a little bit, um, we're going to do our leveling up lightning round. I'm ready. And so I'm going to ask you five or six questions. You can, I could talk for an hour on each one of these, but I need five <laughs> seconds in okay. real quick answers with no explanations. You ready? I'm, I'll do my best. All right, here we go. What's the best leveling up advice you ever received? Be here now. Be here. I love it. Share one of your personal habits that contributes to your success. Uh, I wake up every morning, I meditate for an hour, I then exercise, I then um, do what I call my I am statements where I focus on who I am creating, I then um, stretch, and then I journal, meaning I start every day mentally, physically, spiritually, emotionally on purpose. Love it. So morning routine is beautiful. Awesome. So other than your website and, of course, time to shine today.com, I have a shameless yes. plug, what website do you like to go to to level up? Uh, gosh, I sound so bland, but YouTube, man, there's so much. Amazing know, right? Out there, right? <laughs> Some people just say Google. I'm like, Hey, that, that works for me. This is a website. So not what you wrote, not what you're reading now, not the flavor of the month. What's that go-to book. If, if I was to come to you and say, Ryan, man, I'm in the doldrums, you know, it, you know, I, I, I'm just a little lost. You know, what's the book that you're handing to them? Uh, breaking the habit of being yourself by Dr. Joe Dispenza. 
Wow. Okay. Excellent. I have to look that. I have not read that. That's new to me. Yeah. And then there's, there's, a, there's another. He's written about four books. Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself is a great entry level. It's a little bit heady because he's really scientific. But mm-hmm. um, and then the second one is, is Becoming Supernatural, and either one of those. Beautiful. Um, What's your most commonly used emoji when you text? Smiley face. I'm not a big emoji guy, man. I'm, <laughs> I'm not either. Just had I'm to ask. Yeah. <laughs> so not wisdom-wise and knowledge-wise, physical-wise, what age would you be for the rest of your life if you could be? Uh, I feel like 25. There. Yeah, I'm like between 28 and 32 is my jam, you know? Yeah. It's kind of nice. What's your favorite charity and or organization you like to give your time and or money to? Uh, Mockingbird Foundation. What does that do? They uh, supply music, musical instruments to schools throughout the country uh, to, who can't afford them. Love it. Love it. Last question. This will resonate with you. It's a little harder. But what's the best decade of music, 60s, 70s, 80s, or 90s? That's a, that is a difficult one for me to answer. I, I, cannot, I cannot come up with it. <laughs> no that. problem. No problem. I have I'm, to, I'm a, if, I ha, if I was forced to, I would say 70s because I think it came, there was so much that came out of the 60s. So much in the 70s. Yeah. That's what I always answer, man. I'm, yeah. just, I'm almost 50, so it's like, you know, 70s was my jam. You know, my dad was friends with Bob Seger. You know, yeah. and we used to freaking hang out with them and just be able to listen to people that we were around at that time. But tell us a little bit about Be Patient, Be Present, Be Joyful. Yeah, happily. So it's uh, Be Patient, Be Present, Be Joyful. There's a sub subtitle of a first aid kit for the emotional bumps, scrapes, and bruises of life. And I mention that now because it's exactly what it is. It was, in, it was written with two purposes. One that you can – so first of all, um, it's not a long read. You could probably read it in about 35 minutes. It's okay. intentionally created to be short. I'm not one who, as we mentioned, being an ADD entrepreneur, I'm also an ADD reader. So <laughs> I'm not one who wants to read 300 pages. Right. Amazing books out there that have a ton of information. I'm not awesome at reading them. Gotcha. So I wanted something that if I or someone like me was having a tough day, they could pick up and really just get something out of their, like, you know, from a, a layman's terms, from a conversational perspective. And so this book was written with two purposes. One, that you can read straight through it and gain some, some concepts on how anybody can create patience and can create presence, they can create joy just in their everyday life. Um, and then, you know, when you kind of read through it, you have an understanding of what those steps look like in any, any given day. But then B, as a first aid kit, if you're having a stressful moment, if you, it's in fact, like for those who see on YouTube, it's, it's a smaller book. You mm-hmm. can literally carry it on you. And it was created and physically written to where you can open any page and find something that will be highlighted or stand out to you as a quote or as a blurb or as a message or as a bolded text um, to serve you in that moment. So if you're feeling stressed and overwhelmed, you don't have a lot of time to read a book. You can just open it up and find a page. And then it'll serve you. How are you enlightened to, to write it? Meaning like who, who is your inspiration? My inspiration was me, meaning in the sense that I was having, I recognized these challenges in myself. I wrote this book as much for me as I did for the rest of the world, Mm -hmm. but also a combination of seeing after 10 years, my clients having these basic, and I I don't say that in a belittling sense, but these basic needs of of understanding the value of patience and the ability to create presence and to actually know that it's possible to create joy on command if you really want to, and you, you build out a practice as well. Love that. And Love so it. My inspiration on command. That's, uh, that's beautiful. And be yeah. able to carry it with you as well. And Squad, I'm going to give away a book. Um, and when you listen to this, go over to the Time to Shine Today. It's facebook.com slash time to shine today. It's all one word. And then leave a, a, a little message in the link um, about this podcast. I think you've found some, some serious knowledge nuggets here. So when you do that, I'll DM you 
and we'll get a signed copy out um, directly here from uh, Mr. Ryan Stanley. So, Ryan, where else can we where else can we find you? Uh, you can find me at ryanstanley.com. That's okay. where you'll that's where most of my coaching and, and speaking and stuff like that is. You'll you'll see my um, it's an impressive email. website. I like it. Thanks, man. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So you can find me there. You can also buy a copy of my book there as well. If you okay. do, you'll also get a signed copy directly. And nice. depending on my availability, it'll come with a complimentary coaching session. Uh, but nice. you can also find the book on Amazon and wherever books are sold. Sure. Uh, quickly, I will just share two other plugs. I've got another T-shirt company called SetListTees.com. Okay. And so it's for fans of live music. It's like a unique piece of art featuring the date from your favorite concert on the front, and then the set list from that concert is going to be on the back. So. Um, you know, fishers like myself, you see the band a hundred times, you want to remember certain ones and certain <laughs> orders of songs they played. Uh, and then teachmetosell.com is another, um, it's a sales training company that I started this year, specifically working with service oriented solopreneurs or what I call SOSs. Mm-hmm. I have a partner in that. And a lot of the time coaches, consultants, fitness instructors, um, people who want to serve even in direct sales, essential oils, they, you know, they, they have this concept where they want to serve the world. Um, they want to just be a life changer mm-hmm. and now they get their certification or whatever it is and now all of a sudden someone asks them how much they cost and they freak out and they get uncomfortable and they get nervous and they never planned to be a salesperson right. uh, and now somehow they have to be and so we, we train people to recognize that you really um, stop selling and start serving that's um, a heck of a url to own that's, that was that was a sign. I was like, okay, this is it. I'm in. That's it, man. That's fantastic. Hey, Brian, leave us with one last knowledge nugget. Do you want the squad to take with them, internalize, and take action on? Um, you know, I'll, I'll I'll dial it back to Napoleon Hill. Make time today to write down exactly who you want to be in all areas of your life, physically, mentally, spiritually, emotionally, financially, in a relationship. Write it down. If it takes you an hour, if it takes you two hours, I promise you it'll be worth it. Um, sure. After you write it down. Make time to be grateful for that outcome and believe that it's a possibility. Create gratitude for the outcome and spend time in that space with an elevated emotion. Uh, Next day, tomorrow, wake up in the morning and read that out loud with gratitude uh, for the outcome. (laughs) I still have it up there and I have my index card from the first time I wrote it in 2000, year 2000. So by this year, I will have in my possession, you know, so much money and I will do this by, yeah, I still have it. You know, I've surpassed that index card, but it still sits in my Napoleon Hill Think and Grow Rich book. Like, literally, I'm looking at it from right here. So, folks, you just got a free masterclass from my good friend, Ryan Stanley, who is admittedly an ADD entrepreneur, but he still sees things through through delegation, uh, the fantastic quality to have. Um, If you're going to hire him, just remember, he's going to hold your agenda at heart, and he's going to coach from his heart to work your agenda to help you level level up. And he's looking for people that are willing to take daily action, mentally, spiritually, physically, and on and on to help level up. You know, he, he he's going to remind you to don't live in fear. Fear is a freaking lie. Okay. And you know, if you do live in fear, you're going to fear and then you're going to feel like you're being judged. So he's going to help you level up from that when you take him on as your coach, which I strongly recommend you do. He's going to remind you to focus on you want who you want to be. Uh, he lives on purpose and always in- inspires others to do the same. He will remind you that thoughts are things. So choose your thoughts wisely. So make sure you pick up his book. Um, also check out Setless Tees. All this stuff will be in the show notes. And then also teach me to sell. Ryan, thank you for coming on, man. You're humble. You're hungry. You're leveling up your health. You're leveling up your wealth. You're part of our squad now. You can't go anywhere. So really, really appreciate you, brother. 
Scott. Yeah, I appreciate you as well, man. It's really, really my pleasure. Thank you for you having bet. me. Chat soon. Cheers. Hey, thanks so much for listening to this episode of Time to Shine Today podcast. Probably brought to you by Sutter and Nugent Real Estate, real estate excellence, who can be reached at 561-249-7266 and online at www.sutterandnugent.com. If you are a business owner or professional who would like to be interviewed on Time to Shine Today, please visit timetoshinetoday.com slash guest. If you like this episode, please subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or wherever you get your podcasts. There's a link in the show notes to our website. Also there, you will see our recommended resources. We hope that you will support our show by supporting them. If you like what you've been listening to, it'd be great if you could just give us a five-star rating and tell your friends how to subscribe while you're at it. I'm your host, Scott Ferguson, and until next time, let's level up. It's our time to shine.